Welcome to Faith Up. This is your podcast host. This is Faith Span. And so here we are again on Anchor FM. I'm excited to be here today. And I've been thinking about what I wanted to speak with you about. And it's pretty simple. Keep going. Keep going. That's my topic for tonight. Or if you're listening in the morning, keep going. I can honestly say there are many times in life where each one of us has felt that nudge or that pull to stop and to give up and just to throw in the towel. We've all been there. If we haven't or if you haven't, I know I have. And in that space, I want to say it didn't feel good. That's the truth. If we want to be honest about it, It's not like when we start to go through those moments that we're literally, you know, with our pom-poms up in the air or, you know, running through daffodils and tulips and gladiolas. That is not what usually happens. More so, we kind of want to just sit there and sometimes not do anything or we're doing things, but we're doing it and it doesn't have the momentum You know, we don't feel it on the inside that, hey, this is great what I'm doing and I'm enjoying this. We're kind of just going through the motions. And I started thinking about faith, not me, but faith in God. I started thinking about when we go through those difficult moments, it's imperative to know that we have someone who we can lean on. When we have no more strength, or when we feel depleted, or when we don't know what we're going to do, it's important to know that, you know, there's a song that says, uh, who made the mountains and who made the seas, who made the oceans and who made the trees, Um, who made the, what is it, the birds that fly in the sky. I think that's the right word, somebody bigger than you and I. Um, And I probably, because I'm a songwriter, you know, (laughs) it's a joke when you're up there and you forget your words and you just start making up stuff because you can do that. But somebody bigger, I am comforted to know that there is somebody bigger than you and I. I am comforted to know that I don't have to figure out everything all by myself. Comforted to know, yes, when my strength is depleted and I feel like, my gosh, like I, I just, you have to catch your breath sometimes, right? Or I'm concerned about the way that things are going. And I'm sure many of us are concerned, but we don't want to allow worry to settle in. I, I discovered this, that if I worry that means that I don't trust God. Now, because I'm human, yes, I'm going to feel certain things. Yes, there are moments when we experience sadness. We are emotional beings, but we must not allow our emotions to overtake and to overrule optimism, faith, hope, belief, and positivity. Knowing and believing that there is a sovereign God 
who did not say we would never go through difficulty, but who did promise that he would be with us. You know, one of my favorite scriptures that I use and have quoted down through the years for over, I can't even tell you, probably over over 40 years, is Isaiah um, 43. And I believe it's verse 2 that says, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. And when thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, and neither shall the flames kindle upon thee. And I know you might be saying, why is she saying thee? Well, that's the version that I memorized it from, which was King James. And, you know, I don't get all caught up in, oh, King James and all of that stuff. I know that the word of God is the word of God. And the word of God has has power. And we have to look at it like that. And, you know, they used that translation way back when so that the people could understand what it was. And I'm, I'm glad that we get to understand what it is, even in our time, that God is saying when he's comforting. And so if you can grab hold of anything, even if you want to say, I don't believe in that, Bible stuff. Well, neither did I. I I was the type of person who was like, don't even read that around me. Like that, that Jesus stuff. Oh no. You know, when I was in, was that junior high school? Probably high school, junior high. And, um, you know, that was that. But that's because I had never had an encounter. I never got to really feel him. I, I didn't know that God loved me the way that he does. And when you don't know that, because I didn't, I just thought, I'm just going to live my life, go sing some songs, cut some albums, you know, go sing and dance in the club and all of that. And it's amazing how God took me from singing and dancing in the club to actually going and singing in hospitals and singing in prisons and, you know, just um, singing in, in, in houses of worship and singing in the bathroom, you know. <laughs> wherever but I say that uh, even about the singing because I realized that it was those songs it was the singing that actually helped me through it was the worship and devotion to God when I felt like you know I just um couldn't find the words to say you ever get to the point where you just can't find the words you want to pray but you're like gosh some, some people are like, well, I don't know how to pray. And some people are like, well, when I'm discouraged, I feel like my prayers are bouncing off the ceiling, right? And so y'all remember my live. I say this is a live podcast. I, I just let life happen all around me. I think if you can listen and hear my daughter in there with some papers and stuff, <laughs> you know, that that's life, right? And so, um, like, you know you got to realize, you, you've got to find that place of safety. Psalm 91, I, you know, we need to be reading that now. Psalm 91, and it just says like, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, right? And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. And so I love that because... You know, you need a place of safety. You need a place of of refuge. You need a place to be able to hide and be strengthened when you feel like you're just tired and battle-weary. 
And that place, my friend, um, or hey, it's God. It's God podcast audience. That's the one. It is God. And I know some of you don't know me and some of my friends are listening, but it's God regardless. Somebody bigger than you and I. And that's how you keep going. You remember that you don't have to try to figure all of this out by yourself. You remember that when you have run out of strength and when you are weary and some people have seen so much within the past year until it's just like, don't say what next, right? I don't want you to say that. Like, what next? I don't want you to say that. I want you to say, God, keep me. God, help me. God, strengthen me. And if you're feeling ill, God, heal me. Let me know who you are. I I don't know if some of you are like, I don't know, God, like like this lady that's talking on this Faith Up podcast. Well, I didn't either. And you can. You know, we are his children. We are the sheep of his pasture. We are his children. And he created us to love us. If we could just get that in our minds, that we weren't just thrown down here with no purpose, with no no one to love us, with no one who cares. You've got to remember you were created to be loved by God. And I get it. Because of everything that happened in the earth before you and I were ever born in the Garden of Eden, and there was disobedience there that kind of, you know, threw the world into a place of sin. And, and God sent his son to redeem us to set us free and to heal us, to break down the wall that separated us from him. He doesn't want us to be separated from him. And I get it. We all have a choice. I had a choice. And for years, my choice was no way. I don't want that. I don't want to. No, I'm not going to church. Get out of here with that stuff, right? That was my way. That was the way and my choice that I had. But thank God that he ignores us, that he ignored me. And he knew that I wasn't smart enough to humble myself before him and know that I needed him. I'm so glad that he didn't, you know, kick me, strike me with lightning and all that jazz. He didn't do that. When I finally um, got to feel his presence, it was the, it was amazing. I um, never thought that I would experience anything like that like the presence of God and not just that not just that the forgiveness that was huge for me I felt after I was even baptized that there were pounds that lifted up off of my life and I know for some people that's hard to hear because it's like well no you know my mom used to drag me to you know some people feel that way or whatever or my loved one but you know what I figured out people are human And human beings can only do human things. Now, they can do supernatural things, but that is through the presence of God. Like, pray for people, intercede for people. Um, You know, speak the word of God, lay hands on the sick and they recover. All those wonderful things we can do. And that's only because of God. It's not us. It's not me. It's not my strength. It's not, you know. Please, as a human, there are times when I'm like, I don't even feel like, you know, 
we we don't sometimes. We want to sleep sometimes when God is like, I want to talk to you. I want to, I want to, you know, let's talk to me. And that's what prayer is. It is a conversation with God. You know, I speak to God just like I'm talking to you right now. I say, Father, Dad, I, I don't understand. Or, or, Dad, I need you. Or, Dad, I don't know what to do. Or, Dad, can you help me with this? Or, Dad, before I go speak at this event, give me, you know, help me. Give me the words to say. What You, you know what your people need to hear. And I humble myself before God. And in the areas where I, I know that I'm so imperfect, I get to hide in God. In the areas where there's a struggle, I get to say, Father, your word says in Isaiah 43 and 2, I'm pretty sure that's where it is. When, when I pass through the waters, Lord, you will be with me. That lets me know I'm never alone. And we need to know that we are not alone. That is our confidence. That is our hope. That real, very, very real, um, what is it? Um, it's not even words are, are real. You know what I'm trying to say. Y'all throw a word in there, right? <laughs> yeah, like sometimes we're just tired. We're trying to think of the word. But I wanted to come on to encourage you, you know, on this podcast and just to say, keep going no matter what. No matter what. You might be struggling right now. You might be struggling to breathe. You might be struggling to breathe physically or struggling to breathe spiritually. You just might be tired mentally. You might be in a good place. But whatever it is, and wherever you are, as long as you can find God there, as long as you know that you are not alone, as long as you can accept that there is someone bigger than you, you can make it. You can make it. And there have been times in my life, for those of you who feel like you're at your wit's end, excuse me, y'all, there have been, you know, the times in your life where when you feel like, my gosh, I, I just don't think I can take this anymore. I urge you, right there, in that difficult, challenging, incomplete space where you feel like you don't even have the strength to make it another day I urge you I urge you I don't just strongly encourage you but I urge you to faith up to faith up and find God right there to faith up and say God I just have a little bit of faith take that little bit of faith and cash it in You know how you go and you cash in something and you get a return? Take that little bit of faith and say, I am cashing this small mustard seed faith. The mustard seed is tiny. It's it's almost, um, I think it's smaller than a grain of rice. But God says that that's all you need. You just need faith the size of a mustard seed to say to the mountain that's in your life to be moved and to be cast into the midst of the sea. That's all you need. A little bit of faith. A little bit of hope. And and you can say to God, God, I want to cash in this faith. This is all I have right now. I don't have anything else. I am weary. I'm exhausted, God. Be honest with him. Try not to be angry with him. Because you know what it's like. It's like uh, 
it's like a sucker punch, right? I don't know about you, but when I was younger, you know, the bullies would um, write a note, you know, if the teacher ever said anything like, oh, you did a good job, you know, you did a, you know, you know, you did a good job, what have you. That's my middle name now. And so, um, you know, and I would sit there with a smile. I was so shy. And I'm sitting there really shy, probably in the back of the class, if I can remember, because I just wanted to be just hidden, very shy in the back, small frame. And all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, it was almost like you at first you could you hear the teacher say you did a good job. And then you would. It was inevitable that I would hear the ripping of the paper. That was the next thing. You know, I'd, I'd, the pen writing hard. You know how someone writes, you know, they're writing on the desk and it's hard. And then, you know, I could hear the paper being folded or sometimes crumpled. I'm almost positive sometimes they crumpled it up. And out of the corner of my eye, I would see people, you know, just hands going. And I knew that someone was passing me a note. The bully was passing a note. And that note would say, see you in the playground at 3 o'clock. Telling you right now it happened. And so I would get it on, oh gosh, my heart would just sink way down probably into my stomach because I knew I was going to have to go through that playground. That's where they dismissed us at, the playground. And I don't know why, but I really don't remember if I ever told the teacher it was like, I have to fight in order to get home. And so they would be there and a group of people would be there because all they wanted to do was see a fight. So the crowd was there and there was the bully and there was the instigator. Now the instigator back in the day, this is how, how they used to do it, we used to do it. The instigator stood in between the bully and me. I'm on the right, the instigator's in the middle, or the agitator, I should say. The bully is on the left. And so what happens is the bully would tap the instigator or the aggressive aggravator who would then tap me. I would lightly tap that person back because I didn't want to fight. But instead of the aggravator tapping the bully like I did with the same little tap, they would punch the bully. And instead of the bully saying, oh, she didn't do it like that, they would punch the aggressor, the one in the middle. And that person would punch me. And I would start screaming. That was one of the first things I would do. I I would just start screaming at the top of my lungs because I was so shy. And I, I hated to fight. I didn't like it, but I knew that they wouldn't leave me alone and I would not get home if I didn't fight. And so I'd start screaming and I I really believe now that that scream was like, I wasn't in church or anything. I was in public school and that scream was helping me to get my adrenaline up. It was me reaching deep down all of the anger and things that I had experienced in my life as a little girl. You know, it was like, Get that. You're going to need that scream. 
And sometimes I was probably screaming because I was wishing that an adult would hear me and come and help me. My gosh, where were the adults? I'm screaming. And then there was another punch. And that aggressor, that person who I'd like to call monkey in the middle at the moment, would move out of the way. And instead of us fighting them, which would have made more sense, we fought each other. Isn't that ridiculous? They're the ones who were throwing the hard punches, the one in the middle. You know, they threw the hard punch first. But instead of us coming together and saying, whoa, why did you, you know, why are the bullies saying, hey, she didn't punch me. Why'd you do that so hard? You know, she didn't do it like that. I was tapping for real, you know. We didn't do that. We fought each other. And that's what we see now. There is an aggressor who is in the middle. There is an aggravator who is in the middle, and that is the enemy. And you might have a name for him, Lucifer, Satan, the devil. I mean, though I know those names scare people. Don't be scared like that, right? Depend on God. Because fear, that, that's not a good thing. But he's in the middle, and he's pointing the finger at the world saying, God made this happen. Hey, God, God is the one who did that to your loved one. Hey, God, go ahead. But he's the aggressor. He was the aggressor in the garden. He is the aggressor that gets in between families. It's it's him. It's the, the aggressor. And I will admit that sometimes we do things too. But thank God that he gives us the ability to apologize, right, and get things straight. But there's also that roaring lion who loves dissension, who is an accuser of you, an accuser of me. And he causes us to go after each other instead of coming together and saying, no, we will love each other, but we will hate the enemy. He is a liar, right? He is trying to take people out left and right. We've got to find a way to stand up together and go against him, not your mom and them, not not your bros and your sisters and not your aunties and your uncles and your cousins and not, not even the people who were your friends. If we could just wake up, open our eyes and say, wait a minute, something's wrong here. Something's wrong. Let's fast about this. Let's pray about this. Let's, let's put down our pride and see what's really going on. And when we would do that, we would find out that there was something lurking, just like he was lurking in the garden, waiting for the opportune time to thrust the world. He tried to thrust the world back into chaos, but he did it into sin and caused people who were in fellowship and right standing with God and joining him to be tempted and to fall prey to sin. Well, the good news is, just like the enemy was the aggressor in the middle, that the Lord became the mediator between God and man. And when he suffered, when he bled and he died, which he did, I know some people may not believe that, but I I, I need you to start to believe that. And even to say, God, I don't understand that. That doesn't make sense. Just ask him. Don't, Don't deny. That's like me coming to you and I've got like a big old plate of food. What's your favorite food? You know, throw it out there. Um, you know, but your, your favorite food, it used to be pancakes for me, but oh my gosh, thank goodness. I'm, I had to get delivered for me and all those pancakes. Um, what can I name that I like? I still like pizza, you know, 
But, you know, it's like me coming with your favorite food. I don't know what that is. And, and you're hungry. And I know you're hungry, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to make their food. And I go and I make this big old pan of lasagna or whatever it is. And I pray to God that you are not hungry right now. I pray to God that he's supplying your needs. I pray to God that you and your family are, are taken care of. And if you're not, that that you will continue to believe and to search and to look, even if for a moment of time you have to get that government help, right? I know sometimes we don't want to, but do not let pride cause you to, you know, unless it's something that's going to harm you, right? We don't want to bow down to certain things. We, we don't want to do that. But ask, ask if you're hungry. Reach out. I don't know who needed to hear that. Let people, let your family know. And I know sometimes it's embarrassing and it's like, they, they're going to think this of me or I'm used to, to being the breadwinner. Or I'm used to having funds. Well, listen, a lot of people we're used to having things who don't now. So nobody needs to operate in pride because the world went into a tailspin, right? So don't operate in pride. Reach out and touch someone, you know, and say, hey, I don't know if you do, but but if you do you have, you know, something, right? Please don't let that stop you from feeding yourself or feeding you and your family. Um, <clears throat> I had to throw that in there. But, you know, the Lord became the mediator and he made the way between God and man so that we wouldn't have to hide like Adam and Eve because of their sin. We've all sinned. We all have. It's people who makes it more difficult with their, oh, you know what they did type of stuff. If God doesn't do that, shame on people who do. Shame on you. You know, God doesn't do that. When did man believe that he was bigger than God? That's what the enemy thought. And that's why people make you feel bad, make me feel bad if we make mistakes, right? Or even if they think you have, don't focus on that. Pray to God that he will send you help. There are all kinds of stories of people just showing up with food at people's homes. Don't push him away. Like, invite him, God. Be in, Lord, I need you. I need you in this situation. I need, or oh, God, I'm hungry. Tell him about it. And then ask him, like, where, Lord, who? And sometimes he will send the person, and sometimes he may tell you to get up. There are people who have gone to the supermarket, and just by faith, it happened happened to me. Um, my friend and I, we went to the supermarket. What was it? No, it was Rite Aid. No, it wasn't. I'm sorry, y'all. That had to be CVS. I'm pretty sure it was CVS. I have to get it straight because Rite Aid is in New York. Um, CVS is in, yeah, down south. So, yeah, but we went and I was going to get something. I'm almost positive. It was a, a bit ago, but I went to get something for my daughter. And when we went, there was a woman and she was just like, she had a couple of things and she had, you know, uh, yeah, just a couple of things. It wasn't even a lot. She was by the counter. And, you know, she looked and she was like looking. And I saw her the first time and then I saw her go in the back or whatever. And I was like, I don't know. Now, if you have, 
That's the other piece. He may be saying, hey, share, share what you have with someone else. So you might go to the supermarket. You may go now, feel led to go to a particular one and see someone who's struggling to get diapers or struggling. And and let's get this thing out of our head. Oh, they got themselves into that, that single mom with them kids. No, you don't know if she's a widow, if her husband died. You don't know if someone is sick. You don't know if whatever. And even if she made a mistake, what about the grace that God has given to you and to me? Right? What about that? So it's like, um, hold on. I just, sometimes my phone times out and I'm like, am I still recording? But that's all I'm saying. Know that you can go to God with everything and anything. Nothing that he would be surprised about. And, and just say, God, what should I do? I need you. You know, like I said, don't don't be angry with him because the aggravator, the aggressor, the one in the middle is um, doing all kind of stuff. You know, invite God in. Invite God in. He watched his son suffer for you and for me. Um, and so he knows what it's like to see a child suffer. God gets it. He really does. I, I think that sometimes we don't we don't allow God um, to be like father, like dad to us. You know, we see him as just like this great big God up in the stratosphere. But he's a lot closer than you think he is. And so reach out and, and reach out and say, God, touch me, God. God, encourage me. Lord, show me. And, and if you have the Bible, open it up. You know, open it up and say, Lord, speak to me. And sometimes you will open right up to what you need to see. Don't just look at that as it's just a story. It's just a, you know, oh, yeah, it's just a little book, what have you. No, his words are life, hallelujah. His words are joy. His words are peace. His words are comfort. His words are strength. And so faith up, friends. Don't give up. Faith up. Faith up. In every way that you know you need to, in your business, in your family, in your home, in your community, whatever it is, wherever you feel like you are not enough, faith up. Because the truth is, maybe we aren't enough, but because of God, we are more than conquerors through Him who loves us, who loves us. And so that's what I want to say to you today, dear friends. Share this podcast with someone. And of course, if you're ever thinking about starting a podcast, you know, I have a podcast on Spreaker, but I'm on Anchor and I'm enjoying it. I'm really um, enjoying Anchor. And so try it. Use the link. Um, I have a link that's there and you can use that. And, you know, say that lady, that lady, Coach Faith over there. (laughs) she's the one who told me to try this podcast thing and and try it because believe it or not your voice is important and and your story needs to be heard so faith up friends don't give up until next time this is coach faith